This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Sissy That Pod. My name is Keen and I am here solo, uh, writing solo in this week's episode. James is out and about. And look, we will we will hopefully next week be together with a guest. <laughs> You've had you've had a turbulent time with Mammy and Teddy being away and guests not being here. Anyway, we'll, normal procedures should be recurring next week, but for now you have me and my fantastic guest. We get to chat so much. I was delighted James wasn't here to to put into our conversation. Rebecca Shackleton. She is host of A Breakfast on ninety eight FM and is one third of Shrine of Judy, a podcast which covers Lion of Judy and as you'll hear in this episode soon to be other dramatic TV shows. It was a really great chat. We chatted through episodes five of All Star Six, which was a really fun episode. Just one of the, I think one of the better episodes of this season so far. So can't wait to get into it and i hope you enjoy so here welcome to the podcast for the first time rebecca shackleton rebecca shackleton host of 98 fm breakfast and one third of shrine of judy thank you so much for joining me for this episode of all star six before we get into it how have you been finding the series so far I have really been enjoying it. Now, I won't lie to you. When I first saw the lineup, I was kind of like, huh? Like, mm. I remember some of these queens. I don't know if I was a, a diehard stan of any of these queens, but I have to say I'm really loving it. And this week's episode was very emotional at times. I'm feeling like we're getting to know the queens more and we're getting to kind of break down those barriers because everyone has a real guard up. And when they come back to All Stars, they have a real point to prove because Maybe mm. they weren't uh, like edited right on their season or maybe they felt like they didn't come across well or yada yada or they were hard done by. So I, I feel like now we're starting to see who they really are. And I'm I'm really, I have to say, I, I love all of the queens that are taking part now. Yeah, I think so. And and I think, you know, when the lineup came out, we were kind of like all stars, Serena Chacha, really? But <laughs> you know what? it's actually quite an even season. Like I know Raja has a clearly really strong track record but she don't really feel like she's pulled ahead of the pack it seems quite even yeah it does I don't know who the front runner is but like whereas when I was watching the most recent season of just drag race the whole time I was like oh my god Simone like and mm. got Mick whereas this is a bit different I feel like it's anyone's game and even this week like Ginger Minj really came into her own and it is yeah. lovely to see people blossom at different times as well Absolutely, as well. And I think that's what makes it much better because All-Stars 5, I found it was like, oh, well, that's GGB, Miss Cracker and Shea Coulee in the final three and the rest of them are just going to find out to see who's going to oh be my. eliminated no, now. Yeah, Shea Coulee from the start of that, I was like, a star. I was like, an icon. <laughs> I was like, a star is born. <laughs> we are not worthy, Miss Coulee. No. Uh, and actually, in reference to All-Stars 5, I feel like the producers have taken my personal feedback on board and they've given us good challenges. This was a really nice challenge we've had this week. It really was. And like, I didn't think anything could get better than the Super Bowl halftime show last week. Like, I think that was one of my favorite challenges ever yeah. on Drag Race. Um, but this week was really good. I actually haven't watched a lot of Red Table Talk. I've heard about it. I I think I watched a little bit of the Jordan Woods saga because I feel mm. like the whole world was just watching that. But um, yeah. uh, even if I didn't know that too well, I, I loved what all the queens did. And I just thought it was really it just felt more authentic. I know some of them were performing a bit, but it just felt more like a, a nice get to know them a bit better. So it was a really good challenge. Exactly. I don't know if you've been watching Drag Race España, but the episode James and I just covered on it was the makeup challenge. Normally it's primed for emotional sort of vulnerability and it gave us none of it. So I feel this could have made up for that. We got a lot of sort of emotional vulnerability. RuPaul's, you know, trademark vulnerable moment, Dr. Phil moment. We got a lot of that in this episode. Yeah, we really uh, did. It was like peeling back the layers of an onion, wasn't it? <laughs> I shed it here. I did shed. Like I, I, I was brought, yeah. I was okay, close. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, I was close. okay. I was like, am I losing it? Do you know, sometimes you watch some things like I shouldn't be crying at this. But yeah, it was emotional. <laughs> but we'll get into that first. We'll start at the top of the episode. After Yara's elimination, Jan reveals that she voted Akira, even though absolutely everybody else other than uh, Yara had voted for Yara. Jan is flapping. She's in an absolute flap. She's like, oh, you know, you can see the the cogs in her brain furiously trilling at an answer. Oh, well, you know, in my heart, Akira, you were the one obviously to stay, but I had to think a track record and... uh, 
She was sweating, wasn't she? She was sweating. And her makeup was so gorgeous in every scene in this whole episode. But I was like, oh dear. I was like, you are sweating. See, this is the thing about All Stars though. Like, do you just vote for your friends? Do you base it on a track record? Do you base it on just the critique of the week? It's a tough one. But yeah, it is a bit mm. strange that everyone voted for for Yara and then it, Jam was the only one for Akira. It was a bit, yeah. yeah, it doesn't look, but at the same time, I'm like, do you know what? You do you, be true to yourself. If that was who you thought, then go with that. But I do think sometimes they eliminate the one that they think is more competition, you know? Mm, I think so. Well, well, to be fair, I would have said Yara was probably a bigger competition. Like, I think it was kind of more of a shock for Yara. She'd won a, won a, a, a challenge, would have a better track record in her original season. So, yeah, wild entertain, like so entertaining and just, you don't, like unpredictable in a good way. Like, I, I love to watch her every week. I was Deva when mm. she left, but it kind of, was her time as well it was yeah but it's all, it was also kind of a curious time i feel too but i yeah. feel like jan hadn't made the you know wasn't at peace with her own decision so then mm. when it was questioned she was flapping yeah that's actually that's a really good point like you you wouldn't be sweating about it if you were at peace with it would you no and jan's just so perfect all the time as well that i don't feel like she doesn't know how to handle that mm. kind of when she's caught out or when something goes wrong as easy yeah yeah absolutely five episodes in now do, how do we feel about the spruced up theme tune when i first yeah the first episode it kind of threw me a bit but i have to say i'm kind of loving the slightly higher production value now i mean it needed a bit of a lift lift didn't it like i don't I know. know i think it sounds worse i feel it's kind of like dolly parton it takes a lot of money to send this cheap like they've added extra <laughs> money to make it sound worse i don't think they needed to to do it i don't really like no. yeah i don't i i don't love or hate it i'm kind of just like oh you didn't really need to change that but like I, anytime I hear it, I'm just like, Dun. like I I do get excited. So it still has yeah. the same impact. But yeah, it okay. is it is still a bit odd. A little bit. Uh, the pink table talk. Then they had to break themselves into teams. So it was Eureka, TKB, and Akira. They were taking sex straight off the bat. They're all happy. No one argued with that. Ginger Minj, Pandora, Jan's team were up against Scarlett, Kylie, and Raja's team for motherhood. I felt some really nice details in here that Ginger was looking to have a baby. That's why she wants to talk about motherhood. Scarlett had two mums, which I don't think I knew before from season no. 11. So uh, a classic drag game of rock, paper, scissors uh, was decided. And Scarlett's team gets motherhood. Which of those three would you have preferred to have? Uh, out of the, uh, in terms of topics? Yeah, sex, body or motherhood. Oh, I think body or sex. Motherhood. Yeah, mother. Yeah, I- I feel like the sex one's probably maybe the easiest. Mm, I think I so don't too. know. I feel like you can. Oh, I don't know if it, but then they. I feel like Eureka and Trinity um, and Akira handled it though in a really good way in terms of the, like Trinity speaking about being HIV positive um, mm. and you know trying to break the stigma and using her platform to educate people uh, or to make people educate themselves. I thought that they handled it really well. Maybe I would have just been real jokey about the sex topic. That's a really good question. I don't know is the answer. I don't know if I would have done a good job at any of them. Maybe body, <laughs> maybe body. You know, there's a lot of pressure on women and men, everyone. There's pressure on everyone. But yeah, maybe the body one would have been one I would have been like, yeah, I'll go with that. I think sex is a good choice because you can get serious, but then you can also easily segue into funny. And I think yeah. in a more natural way than you can body. Like, oh, I hate this about myself. I don't know. You kind of can't really segue into a joke as easily, I find, with sex. And then motherhood, yeah. I suppose, you, is is more of a minefield again yeah that's true so yeah maybe yeah you're right actually like maybe like your sex you could do a, a bit of both whereas yeah you don't want to be like with a body one like everyone struggles their body image and there's all sorts of things going on you don't want to be making too many jokes about that so i actually think yeah. they all handled it extremely well mm. i wasn't expecting it to to flow and i have to say i thought uh, eureka was a really good host and I, I also think Kylie did a good job with Ginger Minj really now. I'd be watching a talk show with her. Yeah, you would be. Well, we'll get into Eureka's team first. Like you said, she was a great moderator. I don't know if you watched the HBO show We're Here that she's on. No, I, I haven't feel, seen it. You know, it's, it's quite good. Her Bob the Drag Queen Challenge, like go through the south of the of the US and kind of put people in drag for the first time. Kind of like a queer eye vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I think her experience in that kind of chatting to people and getting out their vulnerable story did wonders for her to help 
feel like this felt the most even of the three like she was kind of and i mean you're a presenter i'm sure you you know you know it's kind of like facilitating the others to chat but then also taking your moment as well i thought she did that really well yeah she really found a really good balance and yeah i just really have have such a soft spot for eureka and even when Mm. because remember she broke her was it her ankle yeah. Was this your yeah her foot yeah her foot yeah that whole thing. but I was just kind of like I wasn't really I don't know I wasn't really that into her then but when she came back I just yeah I have a soft spot for Eureka I think that she's really talented and I think that we're finally getting to see that yeah I think her redemption is actually a kind of miscongeniality style mm. redemption yeah season ten there's you know a lot of volatility and untucked and her and the vixen were fighting a good bit and you know she kind of came across as loud and brash and all the other words that people use for bigger people uh, yeah. and loud people but this is like really caring eureka and i think that's really going to win over the audience i think yeah yeah that's really true a curious book about having lived as a trans woman previously which is something i did not know which i found was really really interesting yeah i didn't know about this either and that is that is really interesting and it's also it's also a topic that i don't think gets talked about in Mm. mainstream media at all like it's it's an interesting story i would love to know more about that journey um and i am glad that that they're all opening up more and more Mm. yeah we get we hear a bit about it in untucked she Mm -hmm. says that kind of she felt that she just didn't feel like a woman even though she was kind of going through a transition so she didn't get well i don't know what stage of of, if she was what operations none of my business anyway but she mentioned something kind of about yeah her downstairs is more feminine anyway Mm -hmm. it uh it was really really interesting and then eureka spoke very well about kind of being a bigger person in the in the gay scene so to speak and i mean you know james isn't here to speak about it but he actually wrote an article recently about having sort of similar thoughts so it's a shame he's not actually on here to talk about that as well but uh yeah they they weaved in i think the the vulnerable into a very personal chat and i can see why they won yeah and it's really not an easy thing to do like no. it's it's really not an easy thing to do. So like that takes a lot. But also it was entered like like I don't it was entertaining to watch in terms hmm. of they were it was entertaining to hear their conversations because it was light and shade. So in yeah. a nice way, yeah. So did you right. find the edit gave Akiri a bit of a weird sort of like? Cause there's at one point where Akiri puts her hand out and it like zooms in on the hand and then she puts the hand back in again. Oh, something, yeah. I actually didn't notice that, but something went wrong there. Someone said something or they're like, do that bit again. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I kind of felt by the way we were getting the edit, it was like, well, maybe Akiri is in trouble, but I was like, she's doing a great job. So I don't know. Let's move on to Team Motherhood. Um, Kylie was the moderator here and Scarlett and Raja. You could see Kylie kind of get lost amongst the conversation. But when she had that moment about somebody told me don't let your adult self be made by your younger kids decisions i was like that's oh the quote of the, the episode like put that on a t-shirt put that on an inspirational quote on instagram but like don't let that hurt child make your grown-up decisions but that moment between her and raja was so authentic and mm. i feel like she was kind of in i'm a host i need to be moderating and then it broke then it was just a conversation then and i would like to have seen more of her in it but i thought mm. i thought scarlet's story was really lovely um, but when the judges critiqued her, I know we'll go into that later. I, I was like, oh, yeah, you were a bit like in character. It is hard to find a balance because they're not in a typical setting that you would be having a chat. Do you know, like if you're sitting on a couch mm. at your pal with a cup of tea, you might have a different type of chat. Like they're full on on the main stage. It's a bit unnatural. With no audience either. Like it was weird. Like we don't even see Rue and Michelle there to kind of respond to them or even to laugh to whenever there was a joke. Yeah. And like remember in season 10, they had to do their Rupa, their like drag con panel and there was like proportionalizing and everything. There was an audience there to bounce off. This was kind of just like, you know, a poker table in the middle of a room, have a deep conversation. Yeah, I would say it felt for them a bit strange because they're like, this is where I perform, but I'm also trying to get my my life experience and my trauma or my stories across and yeah it was probably a bit strange so I kind of I I felt a bit bad for Scarlett because I think that she she was doing her best and just telling her story and a lovely story about her two months like finding love after both being married and everything I I love stories like that I didn't really have an issue with her kind of jumping into 
character in inverted commas and not like that was just sort of the levity of it right yeah i just it's just part of it isn't it yeah i thought i don't know i just it's funny sometimes i'm like do they just shoot, know who they want to go and do they yeah. just make a narrative with that i don't know i couldn't really pick who i found it tough this week to be like who's in the bottom because i actually thought mm. they all did a good job really enjoyed the episode great. yeah a lot of the time you hear RuPaul when he's doing his psychological speeches and he's like, you know, emotions aren't real. You know, emotions tell you what to do. But so then he's like, you made me feel awkward. I was like, no, you yeah, didn't. What? You felt awkward for whatever reason. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm, I'm still a bit like, well, I don't know. About any, I should watch the episode again and be like, how do I feel? Because sometimes when you're told to feel a certain way when you're watching something or a weird edit or a comment like that, you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's it. And then actually, I was like, oh, no, at the time I was I thought Scarlett did a good job. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, she did have more of a guard up than Raj. Raj did, did a great job. Like she actually had no guard up at all. She got very emotional talking mm-hmm. about the difficult relationship she has with her mother. And I don't know. I mean, I'm definitely not much of a pet person anyway. So maybe I'm biased. But I just kind of thought it was a bit lacked tact to be like you know i struggle to have a relationship with my mom and carly's like well i have a ch- great relationship with my dog yeah <laughs> i, I, I wish that um if she had said that at the start do you know if the conversation had gone the other way around it's like oh like different types of thing and in her life she'd be like well i feel like i'm a mom because i have a what it was just the way the they had all had like this really deep conversation about like Scarlett's mom's and about Raj's difficult relationship with her mom and then it just turned into like my dog it was a bit of a <laughs> yeah it was just didn't flow great I yeah. know and I wanted to hear like and she kind of touches on it to be like mm-hmm. you know she's the only person there who can who left who can speak to what it's like to come out your parents as trans and the mm-hmm. difficulty of, of, of how that is throughout the whole transition and yeah. all that sort of stuff that's what I wanted to hear about from her and instead I got cute pictures of her dog but not what I wanted. Yeah, she's really holding back. And obviously, like she did say, oh, I've ha- I had a really traumatic childhood. And mm. she's obviously just not ready. But I just, it, with with things like this, you only get a certain, you know, you only get a certain amount of time for people to get to know you and fall in love with you. And I think if we knew her story, we'd love her even more. And yeah. it would also help a lot of people who are in similar situations. But if you're not yeah. ready, you're not ready. Not ready. That's it. You know, yeah. Rue will try drag it out of you though. So be careful. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Finally was team Buddy Adi Adi. Ginger was the moderator. I felt, obviously, Ginger did a wonderful job. She seemed so relaxed at ease. But I felt the other two were kind of doing a bit of shtick while not really getting into anything. No, like, yeah, Jan, Jan, yeah, Jan was grand. Like, she was chatting away about how, like, people are sliding into her DMs, being like, oh, you've, like, you put on weight, blah, blah, blah. And, like, that's awful. And that is obviously, they all experience that from being in the public eye. And then Pandora really held back. And I feel like she has so much to give. And I feel like she is such an interesting character. And I would love to know so much more about her, but we're not really getting that at all. Mm. We're not really getting this. And Ross Matthews said it well when he was like, okay, cool, you brought up the issue, which was, you know, ageism and changing bodies and Botox, but you never told us how you felt. Like, how did, mm-hmm. you know, how do you feel when those people say these horrible things are common on your way? Like, that's kind of what you want to get. You want to get to the heart of it rather than like, Jan kind of touched the tip of the vulnerability and then bobbed it off as a joke. Yeah, she she just kind of was like, this happens anyway. And then Pandora again was like, oh, you know, yeah, I want to talk about, you know, getting older and ageism and like the pressure that drag queens have to be at a certain standard of beauty and all that pressure. And then it just didn't really, there wasn't really like, I handled it like this or this happened to me and I did that. It just was very like stating it and then saying nothing else. So I can see why they didn't win. Yeah. Uh, well, to be honest. well, Ginger, yeah, but I could see why their group didn't. Mm. They weren't the best group, you know? Like, I personally, and I'm a big Pandora Box fan and a big Jan fan, I would put Jan and Pandora in the bottom two, to be honest. Yeah, you know, I, I couldn't, like, I didn't, you know, usually in an episode, you're like, nah, yeah, no, they really slipped up there, like, mm. didn't know their lines or whatever. Uh, yeah, I felt like the bottom, the bottom this week was, mm, I don't know. I don't think I necessarily agree with it either. Yeah, it was weird. It was funny. Like, before I watched the episode, I saw an article from some US publication, which was like, either, you know, prediction, Scarlet or Kyrie will go home next. And I was like, that feels right based on track record and yeah. edit. Watched the episode. I was like, okay, no. And then 
<laughs> they yeah. were right. So yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm like, did they see something before we did? <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Who knows? If you're listening to this and you like us and you'd like to support us, keep us going across all these flourishing seasons of Drag Race. Drag Race is like, you know, it's like a hydra. When you chop off one season, two more spread somewhere else. If you want to keep us going across all these seasons, if you are, are like, I'm somebody who's going to watch every season of Drag Race that's out there and I would like a companion podcast that, for that and I'd like to see that pod to be that podcast. Well, if you'd like to go over and support us, it'll keep the show going. You know, we don't know if we'll be able to cover every season going forward, but if we, if you'd like to support us, it'll definitely make those decisions easier going forward. So head over to headstuffpodcast.com. You'll get all our free content. You get all the free content of all the podcasts on our network, Headstuff. And you'll be, most importantly, supporting the show, for which we'd be internally grateful. Uh, I take this moment also to shout out one of our sibling podcasts on the network. This one is from Stephanie Preisner. It's breaking down those things in life that are a bit confusing and it's called Basically. Here it is. My name is Stephanie Preisner and my podcast is called Basically. And basically it makes complex things basic. Are you confused by health insurance? Are you confused by getting a mortgage? Are you confused about how to sort out your personal finances? Any of the things that confuse you, I can make basic for you. We've had guests like Luke O'Neill, Harry Barry, Mary Lou MacDonald, Roz Purcell, and on Taoiseach, Micheál Martin. It's hard for me to promote the podcast because it really is what you want me to explain. So tune in and I hope you like it. Uh, let's move on to the runway. I have to say that yellow and pink pastel colour on RuPaul looked fantastic. No, like, sorry. Where do these, now, do you think about this? Where do these dresses go? Like, Ru wears them once. What happens? Do they get made into something else? Where are they all? Can we not go see an exhibition with them all? Like, where are these dresses? Who makes them? I just, I'm obsessed. Zaldi makes them. Wow. What, what Zaldi does with them afterwards? Zaldi's prerogative. I, I just guess. like I love. Know. I love knowing those weird behind the scenes things. And like, I'm a big Spice Girls fan. And when I was in college, I did my I did a documentary about the Spice Girls and like their influence on women and girl power and all that. Mm. And I met this woman who collects Spice Girls memorabilia, and she has the most Spice Girls memorabilia in the world. She lives in Manchester, and she has like Jerry's velvet green dress, and she's all these bits and pieces. I would oh, love wow. a RuPaul exhibition. I feel like maybe a drag con, like maybe that happens. I've never been. Yeah. Maybe he sells them off for, you know, charities. I just, just or love to wear them. Yeah. But them. even like the practicality of the wardrobe space, you'd need to keep them all. I don't, I don't, this one's worth it. They're on that ranch somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, that's it. They're not actually fracking. They're just digging up the ground to build a sort of like <laughs> underground tomb of closets for RuPaul. <laughs> Wow. But yeah, Rue looked like drop dead gorgeous. Absolutely. Aisha Taylor, uh, bless her, really tried a gag of the Sasha Velour rose petal but using a COVID face mask. And it just didn't work. Like she tried, took it off one ear. She's like, Rue, I get so emotional. And then she said the second line wrong. And she had to sort of shake the face mask again to get the rest of the petals out. It was just a yeah, you know, you know, You know, when you think about it too much, when you know you have to do something mm. or say something, you just overthink it and then you mess up. The editors should have said, love, gather those petals, pop them back yeah. in and let's go for take number two. I, that's what I thought. I was like, Rue did her dirty. She brought like, I should not do like, that again. They're zooming in on Akira's hand and they can't reshoot really that. What? Yeah, yeah it would have, I, I get what you, it would have been lovely if it had, you know, gone to plan. Yeah. Uh, but look, she tried, she tried to bring something new to the yeah. panel. But there you go. Yeah. Uh, the, I had to, I had to rewind back because I didn't hear what the category was. <gasps> I thought he said, I. I thought he said Clash of the Pageants. So and then did I thought, I. second time I thought he said Clash of the Titans. <laughs> so I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's go back here. I, I had to rewind it because I thought he said Clash of the Pageants as well. And I was like, oh, okay. What, what is that? Is that a thing? Like, what's going on? Yeah, Clash of the Pageants. Mm, I don't, like, what do you think about that as a runway team? Am I just, be, I just was like, grand. I feel it was like a spin 
on like the ugliest dress ever i think that's what they were going to go for like make something ugly but still fashion in a way but i think yeah. the way they went was kind of more i just, just wanted fashion. denim and diamonds you know mm. i would love to see kylie in a denim and diamonds because i feel like she'd really yeah. commit to it yeah i mean th- th- they did denim and diamond in season 10 so they could, probably can't repeat it was, no but, i just love it <laughs> and they had a denim category in the bottle <laughs> but you're like guys can we not just have every week denim and diamonds <laughs> yeah literally i'm like where's the denim and diamonds like yeah too much bewitch too much diamonds. i enjoy it but yeah the category i think because i couldn't i misheard the pronunciation i just mm. wasn't yeah i was just like yeah grant like it was, uh, they did a good job. First up was Trinity K. Abone with her sort of Wakanda inspired gold rings around the neck, the SpongeBob SquarePants forehead that they were sagging her about. She had her boy hair on and it looked sort of, I don't know, Zulu inspired. I mean, I know nothing about African, the, the different sort of sub African cultures, so I, I really can't pinpoint where it was from. I feel we've seen. Uh, kind of a better one done by Shea Coulee I think last yes. season which had the gold yes. rings and stuff I think it kind of looked a bit better but it was okay yeah it was okay and like you know I love a sequence so yeah and I'm really hmm. I have to say I've uh, Trinity I've really warmed to so much and I just think is super super talented especially after the Beyond yeah. the Super Bowl moment mm. Um, so yeah and also I suppose like for her the you know boy hair no wig that's probably was probably a big thing for her but i feel like we've just as audience have seen better versions of it so it was grand yeah what would you describe that pattern on her sequined thing because i'm guessing that that wasn't inspired by some african tribe that pattern and that's what no, the clash was i i kind of was yeah like i don't know is it like a tribal kind of is it like as i don't know what type yeah, of I don't yeah know. i i don't know if that was just fabric that was like that one will do you know like if you're in hickeys you're like there you go <laughs> Grab two that. I mean, that's a culture clash, hickeys, and you know, sub Saharan <laughs> Africa. You're like, excuse me, is it 1992? But yeah. yeah. Category is heat and discount store. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, I mean, so I didn't get to get what the clash was. But I thought it no, looked I w- good. I, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't like, oh wow. Pa-. Yeah, it wasn't a clash of the. It was just pattern. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Eureka was up next and she had like 12 different patterns sort of radiating all the way sort of from the heart it was down I think it looked good I thought it, like this my only issue with Eureka is I, her runways don't really excite me I think there's quite a there's quite a lot of pageantry in it there's not a mm. whole lot of concept in it I yeah. feel I've seen her in stuff like this before yeah it was a great shape no that's the thing like i feel like it's a great shape dress the patterns Mm. there was probably too many of them that we didn't like focus in on one or remember one you know that way Mm. yeah there's probably too many for them to be counted as 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 a clash i guess yeah like because i suppose from what i know clashing occurs when you have colors that are too close to each other on the color spectrum and then the wavelengths hurt your eye in a weird way so when you've so many of them, I think it's just a clusterfuck and it doesn't yeah. look bad then. Yeah, it just it, like, yeah, it was grand. Like, I I know that like the blue hair, I was like, oh, blue hair. That was what, what I wrote then. I wrote blue hair. <laughs> that says it all, really, isn't it? Yes. Next up was Akira. And this seemed like a sort of redemption look. She did a kind of plastic surgery look on her season. And mm. that's kind of what this was. It was kind of like measuring the body. I loved the big high pony with the measuring tapes coming at the top. That was fantastic. I loved that so, so much. But when she first walked out, I was like, is she like meant to be a voodoo doll? Because I kept just looking at the sewing needles. And then I was like, oh, oh. I get it. I just, mm. she wasn't. I just, I just completely, for the, like, that was the first thing I noticed. But then when I looked, I noticed her hair then. And I was like, oh my gosh, like the measuring tape is amazing. So I mm. suppose that was a real like a lot of work went into that and uh, there was a real vision for that whereas some of the other ones it's a bit of a that fabric will do from hickeys thanks <laughs> oh, we need to get hickeys on as a sponsor for this I part <laughs> um i didn't get the clash either though it seemed like a full concept i didn't what oh, was clash sorry what? yeah no you're no you're absolutely right like there wasn't one <laughs> there wasn't a clash like no Dar- darling it looked great but you didn't meet the brief no no, it wasn't what we, no, it was, it wasn't what we ordered, you know? Yeah. 
Raja O'Hara is next. And so these are kind of the more traditional tribal African patterns, I suppose, that I would be familiar with again. I know you can't really bundle the whole continent down as one country, but I really don't know. So if anyone knows any more, let me know. Um, I thought this looked great. Actually, recent reports have come out that Raja has only spent 600 euro on her wardrobe for All Stars. Oh, but like, yeah, obviously, I mean, everyone's had a really hard year and I'm hmm. sure all the drag performers, like, they don't have a budget to to go on a show like this. But that's crazy. That Oh, because that's not like that's a lot of money, but it's not in terms of for a drag budget for costume. Absolutely. And I think it's just a testament to how good of a seamstress she is. Now, she hasn't confirmed this. She was kind of flexing on Twitter to be like, you won't believe how much I spent. And it's, you know, and people are like, was it 20 grand? She's like, oh, not even close. Oh. Oh my so. god wow that well that says a lot because i have to say and and i also love that raja loves a trouser pant do you know mm, yeah no she said i really like this again i mean now that i know 600 i'm like it could be higher but mm-hmm. i think it's it's good it is solid it is just above safe and i liked it kylie sonique love one of my favorite people is is, is trying her best to turn me straight and you know it, it's working i feel bit by bit this <laughs> leopard versus cheetah print eleganza i mean she just looks sexy in anything you could put her in an envelope and she'd look sexy oh my god she's so hot and this was just so like shania meets pink meets yeah. britney me against Nicki the music Minaj. yes <laughs> like i was like yes naughty's pop star iconic going to the vmas like having a vodka pink flip phone i was obsessed yeah i do need to stop Talking about Love Island, because that's not the place. But if Kylie Sneak Love walked in as one of the bombshells, I mean, come on, that's what we need. Oh, no, like, honestly, people be, like, just stunning. And I, yeah, I really, I want us to see more. I feel like there's a lot more to her than we're getting. Yeah. And actually, it's funny, we see that in, is it Untucked? In in the main Untucked or in the, in the main episode Untucked? But basically... Eureka says to her I want you to stop being so quiet I want you to be louder and she was like well you know the thing is if I get louder I get really southern and she starts shouting and being like you know I want to be here and stuff and she kind of comes out of her shout and you can see them all sort of be like yes this is what we want so hopefully this bottom three placement for her this week it will be a a fire up the proverbial and uh, we'll get more of her yeah hope so hope so Scarlet Envy was up next with this like white, grey, cream, blue clashing pattern with the letters of her grandparents on it. It looked nice. I wouldn't say it was necessarily clashing. It was definitely two alternate patterns on it. Yeah, it was a gorgeous concept. But like, would we have preferred if it was a bit more of a like Carrie Bradshaw Dior newsprint, newspaper print mm. moment? I know they've probably, they've definitely done a newspaper print challenge, have they? Or someone has. But it definitely looks, yeah. Yeah, I feel like the, the the idea was gorgeous and it was beautiful. But I don't know if it just, you have that moment that you go, oh, do you know? Like when Rue walked out in the yellow at the start, I was like, yeah. oh, you know, so it wasn't really that moment. So I do think it was a gorgeous concept, though, seeing the letters and everything and, you know, for the episode that was in it, speaking about her family and True. all of that. It yeah. Was, yeah, it just it just didn't, though. It wasn't wow factor, really, was it? Uh, she looked really great and it actually didn't necessarily look like, OK, of course it was drag, but she looked more like an actual sort of woman than a, uh, than a drag queen, per se, which isn't a bad yeah. thing. Like, yeah. I think she looked great in it. Um, but she, you normally get her in kind of like a big hat and it's, it's kind of much more poofy, whereas this was much more slimline for her. Yeah, it was more but understated. It was yeah. Mm. My top boot of the week this week was, was poor old Jan with this lavender oil slick thing. I did... <laughs> Your head's in your hand. <laughs> I just like, it was so Claire's accessories. <laughs> like, it was Claire's accessories. Literally, she saw a wall at Claire's accessories and was like, there's all the purple stuff, thanks. Like, yeah. That was it. Like Michelle said, she didn't eat the chaps. It was like the high boot and then it was some weird chap. It's like she has to have material that constantly touches from head to toe at some part of her body. Like, she was like, I need to bridge the gap between my thigh and my knee. I'll put in a chap. It didn't make sense. What was the clashing pattern? What? It was just one pattern with bags. This is the thinky, and where was the clashing <laughs> the clash. pattern? <laughs> where is this? I can't what? find it. <laughs> yeah, no, and when Michelle said that, I was like, yeah. I was like, you're dead right, Michelle, yeah. Because sometimes she can be over picky, but she, you know, she verbalized what I was thinking in that moment. And I was like, thank you for that, Michelle. This so is true. But Jan's makeup, wow. Yeah. No, yeah. she's... 
It was great. And yeah. it, it's kind of funny, like how sometimes, well, so, you know, it didn't happen to a carrier last week, but sometimes when you have a bad challenge, and a bad runway, it, it really puts you in bad stead, I feel. And Jan definitely was probably the most likely to go home in this episode. Based on yeah. Most. Uh, Ginger Minge gave us this sort of safari floral print with like blue, red and yellow. That looked pretty ugly, to be honest. I just didn't really like I when I wasn't shocked about her being the top of the week in terms of the other challenge. But with the hmm. runway, I looked at her when Ruth said that and I said, really, in that, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, is that the top of the week? I don't know. But again, though, it was a clashing pattern. Is this like a line of duty at your age? <laughs> Le- yeah, it was a bit like In that, that outfit? <laughs> I kind of was like, what? Like, yeah, listen, it was grand. Like, I don't know. Would you pick that out yourself? Would you pick that fabric, Nick? No. What, would the, I wouldn't pick it, Nicky. <laughs> no. The thing is, this is why I kind of felt that the, the, the challenge was to be kind of ugly based on this. It was yeah. kind of like, this was like clashing. In fact, it was all one pattern. It was just different colours. Um. Yeah, but that I suppose maybe it was effective for what mm. Rue wanted. But yeah, I would love to have seen the brief for what that means. The whole thing. yeah, or the other options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Well, I think we're and all just confused. Yeah, yeah, confused. But weirdly, it was still better than Jan's. So we'll 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 move on <laughs> to our final queen this week. Was Pandora Box? Uh, was it Nightmare Before Christmas? She said the reference to this was. I didn't quite get it, but it was kind. I got like. Saved by the Bell, eighties. Like when she walked out, I was, I was like, (gasps) like I, I, that was kind. I felt like she had a real moment because she wants. She's basically Sally from the Nightmare Before Christmas, and the red Mm. wig. I just thought was incredible on her. Yeah, I feel like she, she went with something a bit different, and I feel like we want a bit more of that. From it, it was more memorable now than some of the other looks. I think that she's had this season. Yeah, because I thought she started strong, and we've had a dip over the last two weeks. I think, but this was back, and I thought it was quite good. Again, it was like clashing patterns. It was actually kind of more patchwork in a sort of eureka way. But I think it was more effective because yes. each of the different sort of patches was really nice and visually pleasing. So I think it worked really well. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. So yeah, like we said, Ginger is the top all star of the week. And uh, then Kylie, Scarlett, and Jan are in the bo- are in bottom three. Did we need to have Kylie in there? I think? I didn't think so. Yeah, that was a bit. I thought she'd be let off safe. I thought she'd just be a low like Pandora. Well, was it, it the dog Scarlett. thing? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Rue hates dogs. Do not show me pictures of your Bichon freeze. <laughs> Yeah, like I just yeah, I wasn't expecting three in the bottom. Is it? It's usually two. Like I just was really. It's two. Confused. It was four two weeks ago. Yeah. It's carte blanche to Rue. Like he can kind of do what yeah. he wants. Yeah, fair enough. You remember a few weeks ago when Trinity won, and she was like, "Guys, nobody has uh, nobody has, has congratulated me on my win. You're all worried about yourself." I felt poor Ginger didn't get any praise this week for no. her win. Ginger, I love uh, Ginger's confessionals. I just think that she's really, really funny. And she's like, uh, hello, like I'm here. I won. Hiya. Everyone didn't give a <laughs> shit. And then like Scarlett just kept being like, I definitely didn't get the worst critique. I was like, oh, Scarlett, stop it. You're digging yourself into a hole. Mm. Well, I don't know. I kind of felt Jan came off worse in that. Did you feel Scarlett came off worse? I, she just, I feel sometimes with those situations, like less is more, like plant the seed, but don't keep going on about it because I, mm. I don't know. I feel the two of them just both being like, no, we weren't the worst. That wasn't the worst. I'm like, yeah, it's annoying that they can't see the critique, the top queens. I kind of don't think I'd ever really yeah. thought about that until like All Stars makes you go, oh, actually, they didn't hear that. So they just want to know. So, yeah, the critique does sway your opinion. So I get mm. that. Scarlet's like I wasn't the worst but Rue saying oh I felt uncomfortable yeah, yeah. That was weird. I mean that is, that is pretty bad and it, we I don't think we actually see Jan say to the group that she believed that Scarlet got worse critiques than Jan did but you could see Jan standing there when Scarlet's talking and she's like twitching she's like she, you know like when she's doing that womanizer lip sync she was like shaking you know like yeah, she wants to talk so mad. badly. Yeah, she really did. And then, yeah, I it, uh, that whole situation must be so awkward. 
because you literally mm. have to plead your case. I felt like Kylie, I, I thought Kylie was being the most authentic. Because I think Scarlett yeah. was like, it wasn't me who was the worst. And yeah, Jam was like, it was Scarlett. They're kind of throwing each other under the bus. Whereas I felt like Kylie was more like, no, I just, I'll be louder. I'll stand up for myself a bit more. Yeah. So I, like exactly. to see that. I, I think they saw the fire in her as well. I, I kind of feel this is, this is the start of like the Jan villain. Like I kind of felt going into the season, we were going to be getting a Miss Cracker style edit for Jan. Be like yeah. fan favorite is going to win early, even though she didn't really win early, but she's won. And then it's going to be like kind of smug. And I kind of feel that's what we're going to get. And this was the start of it. I feel here. Yeah. And I really like Jan. I, I, and I felt really bad when, when Jan was crying, saying that she was like, oh, I, I, I'm a cheerleader at heart. So I don't want people to think I'm insincere. Or like I want, you know, I, I'm not, mm. not being real. I just, I think she just wants it so, so badly. Yeah, I think so. And there's no chill pill with her. There isn't sort of like, let me take a step back. It's, it's full steam ahead. Yeah, and Eureka was kind of saying that. Eureka was like, oh, I just, Jan's really doing me head in. Like she's, yeah. she's not listening to, what they're saying you know so mm. yeah she's she's standing in her own way a bit but i hope she doesn't get it you know that way if they want her to be the villain i do hope that they don't start doing that like because i don't think that she deserves that even though i, I think to be fair in this season there's been no fights you know the whole uh, the whole promo it's like this is a loud season i thought you know it's still key in there with few of the eureka there's going to be fights i felt it's they've they've been fair with the well i don't know if they've been fair but they've been nice with the edits we haven't had a villain yet nope so so yeah good could be a change of yeah it could be yeah which yeah i hope so so speaking about foul uh mouthed people bianca del rio is the (laughs) sink assassin did you gag oh my gosh i was just like what but like i think bianca is just but we've never seen bianca lip sync we haven't seen her back on the show other than like the occasional photo shoot so it was great to see her yeah, I think I, I think so Bianca cute. did a lip sync to Sissy that walk like at the final four stage. That was it. Um, but yeah, she didn't have to. She was never in the bottom two. So I was like, this could be interesting. I wonder what she has planned. But then the gag was uh, yeah. no. I really wanted to see it. Um, but like, she's just so quick. She's so witty. She's, she's just so harsh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she really is. Like, but I, yeah, I just think she's brilliant. Like, she's so, she's so amusing to watch. So amusing. <laughs> you know, oh, someone let the zoo open or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I, you can see some of them are sitting there being like, uh, no, don't, please, I want to stand up for myself. <laughs> yeah, they're all literally about to cry. Like, yeah, no, she's, yeah, she's, she's savage. So, yeah, Bianca Del Rio, you know, great to see her. I'm glad she's back, but she doesn't, um, she walks away and then the the real lipstick assassin comes out which is mayhem miller i was to this yeah same like was mayhem was on all stars five yeah 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 underwhelming in all stars five as as juju b put it mayhem miller and <laughs> i feel <laughs> You know, she's she's living off that meme of the of the eyes. She's a talented queen, definitely. I wouldn't have called her a lip sync assassin, and no. I wouldn't have said she. You know, we've seen we haven't seen her in a while enough to merit the return. But I kind of feel maybe it was like you know something happened. We said Bianca, Bianca pulled out. Oh, let's ask one of the local queens, Mayhem. Or else they were like, Mayhem doesn't have star power. Let's boost her up with Bianca Del Rio. I think there's a reason that that fake out happened in episode five and not like episode one. You know, yeah. I think there's probably some corresponding thing there. Yeah, it was it was a bit it was a bit unusual. I kind of when when the screen was going up, I don't know why. I just kept thinking, is it Evie Oddly? The lip syncs have been so good this season as well. And to be fair, this one was also a good one, even though you know, they were both good, but in a in a comedic way, which I think we kind of needed at this point. But I've kind of found that there's been I mean, this tinfoil hat corner, now, James's conspiracy corner without James, there's been like there's been like a, a thread between the lip sync assassin and either the lip syncer or the person who's gone home. You have like Coco Montree season five, Serena Chatter season five, the Get Her Jade sort of style. You had mm-hmm. Raja versus her season, season 11 sister, Brooklyn. You had Laganja versus her season six sister, Trinity K. Bonet. And then last week, Jessica Wilde sent home her best friend, Yara, Sophia. So I was like, 
I, I was like, hold on, this is this is too nicely no, packaged up. Is it a, is it, is it a production trick? Are they really forcing the narrative to get these good lip syncs? But this one made no sense. It was like season ten queen versus season seven queen eliminating a season eleven queen. There was no real tie there. No, what was the crack of that? Because yeah, you're, you know what? That's a very good observation. All of the other ones are all linked together. So this was just mm. really yeah, it was it was a bit random like. But also mm. the lip, the song of the lip sync too. I think that they both did a really good job with it. But uh, like I like I love Lizzo, but I wouldn't. I don't know if I. Yeah, I wasn't. This wasn't my favorite lip sync. The bit at the end when it was like, wait, it's wait, you're holding it, and Mayhem Miller had her shoe up to her ear. Like that was a great moment. I thought she did a good job. It there. was. I was like, good for you, Mayhem, not Mayhem. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was. It was really funny. Ginger wins the thirty thousand dollars, and she gives. Uh, 2500 to Jan and Pandora which was the first to give the money away straight away um, and reveals the lip sync lipstick that Scarlett is going home now I don't know if you if you saw it untucked or whether you looked up online but basically it was a 4-4 split for Jan and Scarlett what? So what Trinity, Trinity Scarlett Eureka and Raja all voted for Jan and then Pandora Jan, Kylie and Akira all voted for Scarlett so I don't know what would have happened if mayhem would have won would they have sent them both home would it have gone yeah. to ginger as the deciding vote i'm not sure oh my god so that hasn't happened on this season yet has that happened ever. has it happened ever no no they, like they do the fake out if, if two lipsticks are pulled apparently both queens will go home but that is never you know they only pull that one out when both lipsticks are the same yeah but i don't know what happens if there's a draw in the voting no, and I don't think Rue knows either until the moment. <laughs> but yeah, that's um, oh, yeah, it, I I kind of it is awful though. It must feel awful for Scarlett to know that you had uh, you had a fifty fifty chance. Yeah, you know? you're a one vote away from staying. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah. no, she well because Ginger sent her home anyway. But yeah, you know, if, yeah. if the other person had won, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a bit shy, but yeah, I haven't actually I haven't watched any Untucked this season, which I should okay. do. Yeah, but Jan's in for a wake up call next week. Next week is the acting challenge. Actually, when I, I asked you, on, I thought this would be the acting challenge. Unfortunately, now it's going to be an American horror story style, so it's not quite Line of Duty. But surely, surely, a UK season three is going to have a Line of Duty acting challenge, right? Surely. Oh no, we need that. Can you imagine? Oh my God, can you imagine Adrian Dunbar being the guest judge? Like, we would, <laughs> we would love, we would love that. Who do you think is going to excel at the acting challenge? And who do you think is going to win? Okay, acting challenge? I think Pandora Box could start to come out of her box. If Jan lets go a bit, that could exactly. be a really good redemption moment for her. Mm, um, so. And I think Eureka, I feel like Eureka would be good as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I I was feeling Eureka as well. I looked her up. She actually was in bottom two in the acting challenge in season oh, really? ten. But maybe this is her redemption for that. This could be her win last week, and we hear her in Untucked be like, "I need a win, I need a win." So maybe they're just queuing her up for the win next yeah. week. But yeah, the acting challenge um, hard. And who's gonna win? Usually, when I watch it, you're like, "Yeah, they have it, they have it." I I feel like it's anyone's game at the moment, isn't it? It is. It's very difficult to know. And then we uh, have the game within a game. Well, what is going on with that? But oh, I think it's going to be Raja or Trinity. Uh, I still am hope, holding out for Ginger or Kylie. That's what I'm hoping for. But they need to start winning more soon, I think. I mean, Ginger has won one. But yeah. yeah, I think. Well, see, the thing is, yeah, Ginger is Ginger is brilliant. I love Kylie so much. I just don't know if we have enough time for her to like come Ascend. out. Of yeah, I don't. Well, and actually, they there's there's been a trend in the last three series of of the main series and the last two All-Stars um, that the person who won the second episode has gone on to win the show. So Evie Oddly won the second episode. Yeah. Um, Monet Exchange won the second episode. Uh, Jada won the second episode. Simone won the second episode. Shekhalé won the second episode. And Raja won the second episode. So they're thinking if this pattern continues, Raja will win. Oh my God. So you're like Mystic Meg. <laughs> I get these off on Instagram, Rebecca. I know, but right still, there. that's if that happens, though, it's a bit freaky. Like that yeah, is, it yeah, is a bit freaky. that is but weird. It could happen. This the game within a game. I saw Yara Sophia on Watch Packing, and she said she would have done Latoya Jackson for Snatch Game, which tells me two things: that we will find out 
after Snatch Game who comes back. Okay. Or else, not co- or else we find out before and Yara isn't coming back because they wouldn't have told us who she would have done if she didn't do if it. She, if she didn't do it. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's that's very that's very good observation. Thank you so much for joining me today and for giving a shout out to Hickey's. <laughs> oh my God, it sounds like I'm getting paid by Hickey's. I wish. <laughs> uh, where can people find you when on line of duty off season how can people check you out uh, you can follow at Shrine Pod if you want to um, have a look at what we're doing we'll be back soon with a new series because we don't know if line of duty is ever returning after the season 6 finale um, or at Reb Sheck on Twitter that's where I'm at cool and will it be a current series or is it like a historic series you're going back on oh to? no it'll be a new one that's airing like new show that's coming out we think we're going to cover oh, cool. that yeah yeah, that's nice. our plan yeah. of action. Um, so we'll look forward to that. Look forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> thanks so okay, well, much thanks. for having me, Kian. Thanks again to Rebecca for coming on the show. Had a great chat. L- loved the constant mentions of Hickey's. Apologize, anyone not watching Love Island uh, for the, my repeated mentions of it. Uh, and yeah, a really fun episode. We'll be back with you next week. It is an acting challenge of American Horror Story, which I think is going to be fun. It's kind of giving me that season six horror vibe of an acting challenge. So I think it's going to be a good one. And if you want to play along with our fantasy league, head over to, first of all, I know some of you listening don't follow us on Instagram. If Please do. Ask to see that pod. James spends a lot of time putting together artwork for the show. I try my hand at a few reels. Really not getting it. Really not down with the kids, but I'm getting there. And also we run a fantasy league. So if you're interested in ch- testing your your drag race knowledge and being able to predict who's going to do well on an episode head over to the link in our bio on instagram at sissy that pod choose three people three queens who you think are going to do well on an episode gather points and compete against your friends i've actually added an additional bonus question uh going forward this week because it is all stars of trying to predict which queen or so so the Lip Sync Assassin, which season will they be from? Will it be an earlier season three Lip Sync Assassin? Or will it be a more recent kind of season 11, season 12 Lip Sync Assassin? So that can get you points as well. As always, you can support us over at Headstuff Plus, uh, headstuffpodcast.com. We'd be eternally grateful. And other than that, we're not back with you on Thursday for Drag Race Espana because we're giving it a break until the reunion's over. So we'll be back with you next Saturday. Have a lovely week and I'll chat to you then. See you. Love you. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.